have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hey everybody, I just wanted to take a moment before we got started with today's episode to let you know of some changes that will be going on with the I Know You Hear Me podcast. Now, I know you've seen some changes in the past recently where we started doing the Tales from the Haunt re-releases every other Thursday, and we will have some new episodes of those coming out on this stream going forward into the new year. However, as of today, I have the unfortunate news to let you know that Jeff and I have decided to cut ties with the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. I won't go into details, I won't go into specifics, all I can say is there were differences in direction and things that I did not want my name or brand associated with, so I talked it over with Jeff, we came to the same conclusion, and we have decided to part ways. Now I'm by no means encouraging anyone to stop listening, I want everybody to have their piece of the pie. There's room at the table for everybody and everybody has a chance to succeed, and that's the way it should be. So if they've got something you like over there, by all means, go check them out. But moving forward, I will not be mentioning or referencing that podcast network on this show. And I thank everyone for continuing to tune in and continuing to support Jeff and I in all of these podcasting and entertainment endeavors. So get ready for some quality Flintertainment, because we're about to turn it loose with another awesome interview. And I know you hear me. Hey, this is Tyler Walker, voice of Gang Orca and Bondo, and ADR director and scriptwriter for hundreds of your favorite anime episodes, and a former guest on this show. You're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Mr. Flynn Hendricks. Are you needing some decals made, maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com shop slash Decals by Kins, and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there, and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for your yourself go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me pwc podcast with rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 PWC keeps you in the zone. Welcome. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. We are back here in studio after my raucous weekend at ICC Con in Nashville, which, as this airs, that's going to be long in the rearview mirror, and we're going to be looking to ICC 2023 because I can guarantee I will be back there. And it was a blast. I hope you had a chance to go back in the archives if you haven't already and check out my live shows. Ended up with three, only expected to walk out with one. So, yeah, we're going back in 2023. But, man, this has been an insane week, and I'm going to make it even better with my awesome interview here tonight. But before we get to that part, I'm jumping the gun a little bit. I got to take a quick minute here and ask you guys, is this your first episode? Is this the first time you are tuning in to the I Know You Hear Me podcast? Is this the first time you are hearing just Jeff's magical engineering work? Is this the first time you're hearing the pretty, pretty final product that this man makes? Well, if it is, let me introduce myself. My name is Flynn Hendricks, and I am your host. And I'm going to encourage you to go back in the archives after you listen to this show. Get subscribed on your preferred podcasting platform because we are available on all of them. Then you can also go subscribe to my other podcast, which I co-host with Just Jeff over here, called Tales from the Haunt. We talk about scare acting. We give you your spooky fix in between now and Halloween. And we have a lot of great guests on there. And I've got over a year's worth of guests in the archives for this show. You like voice acting. You like wrestling. You like teaching. You want to know what it's like to be somebody that went through facial feminization surgery and transitioned genders during this crazy time of a pandemic and everything else going on in the world. Then I have got the podcast for you. Go subscribe. Do a deep dive and then leave that five star and that written review because it helps out more than you know. And then, this is a really cool part here. If you want a shout out on the podcast or you just want to support, check the show notes because I've got information on how you can buy some shirts, some swag, and some other things we got going on. And if you do that, you can tag me in a picture or tag just Jeff in a picture. We'll shout you out on the podcast and we'll shout you out on social media and you help keep these shows going. That sounds like a good deal to me. And most importantly, man, get connected with us on social media. We're on all social media platforms. We want you to know what's going on with us, and we definitely want to know what's going on with you. And I know you hear me on that. Now, can you tell I'm eager about this one tonight? And this is one I have been waiting on, and it also may be a sign that I need to hire a previous guest, Eric Horowitz, as my booking agent, because this guy has sent me... I'm not even kidding. He sent me a laundry list of quality guests. You can thank him for Marcus Canelo. You can thank him for some upcoming guests, too. I don't want to spoil who they are, so you just just stay tuned in, and who knows? Maybe Eric will be the third man in Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. I don't know, Jeff. What do you think? Maybe we'll start our own Four Horsemen of Podcasting. Who knows? Uh, anyway, don't sue us, anybody. But before I go off on that tangent, I have got to give tonight's guest the introduction that they deserve. Tonight's guest is not only a drag queen, they're a cosplayer, a professional female impersonator. Also, can you take a guess that they're involved with the Pochki Audio Chronicles? Because if you said yes, that would be a solid guess right there. And they're also renowned for their impersonations of Ursula the Sea Witch, Dorothy from Golden Girls, and they have a golden voice that, in all honesty, should be making them millions by now. But we'll dive into that here in just a minute. It is my pleasure to have on the show tonight, Tomcat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
I don't know if, I, if I'm in trouble for that introduction or what. Is that a good laugh or a bad laugh? I paid him to say half that that nonsense. <laughs> no, no, it's it's well deserved. And man, I feel like I could add Charlie Adler impersonator or voice double to your list, but oh, I don't want to get in trouble with Charlie. So. <laughs> I oh please, I, I I as I was telling you before, I I when I was emailing him that I was interested in taking his courses, I said, okay, sure, Daddy. Oh, that's and not as a matter of old. Fact, the first, the first time I had a class with with Charles Adler, I wore uh, my B. Arthur wig, and uh, <laughs> you know it was really one of those moments where where um. Uh, so that that was something that I did when I started taking a voiceover class. This was I would I would wear my B. Arthur wig and I would introduce myself and say, "Hello, my name is Beatrice Arthur." <laughs> And, um, you know, it got the attention of uh, David B. Mitchell, uh, who does wow. a lot of video game voices. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it shocked the hell out of Steve Bloom uh, oh the, first time, the first time I did it with him. Um, oh, wow. I would kill to see that. I would kill you to know, see that. You know, actually, as a matter of fact, I think I, I forget what class it was. Um, but there was one class where I was in, I think, this fully sequined outfit, uh, and I had my my Dorothy Zbornak wig on, and th- they were Steve and I think the guest at the time, Eric Bowser, who's uh, the, yes. the voice of the voice of Bugs, but the pre- the current voice of Bugs mm-hmm. Bunny, um, and Daffy Duck, and, and a bevy of other fabulous characters. I love him to absolute bits and pieces. Oh, oh, of course. I just, I just want to put him in my pocket and take him someplace. <laughs> um, but. Um, yeah, it was. It, it shocked the hell out of the both of them. But they were they were so tickled. They were so 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 tickled by it. Now that you say that, I remember that class, and I I, I can't believe it's already been that long ago. But Shh. I remember that. Don't say it. Oh man, it, it literally it literally bothers me. Like I I. <laughs> uh, so a little bit about me, please sh- um, do share. From from about 2008 until recently, um, until the pandemic, until about 2020, I used to go to conventions mm-hmm. and I would cosplay and I would go as various characters. I would do, you know, drag versions of Ursula, the Evil Queen, uh, Cruella DeVille, uh, Winifred Sanderson. Um and I've competed. I, I've I've competed in 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 cosplay contests because I make my own. Okay. I make my own costumes. Yeah, yeah. You you cannot be six foot four and buy off the rack. It just doesn't work. Right. Um, especially the characters that I want to dress up as. So, from about two thousand eight until twenty twenty, uh, I was just exclusively worrying about my craftsmanship. I wanted to get invited to conventions. I wanted mm-hmm. to you know, do all of these things with, with sewing and crafting and, you know, being the, being one of the first non-binary uh, competitors. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, like just one of the things that my darling, uh, Philip Odongo, uh, whom I treasure and love and adore, and you all should follow him. Uh, he, he goes by canvas cosplay on, uh, on most forms of social media. Um 
he basically, you know, influenced me to compete. And he, he gave me this wealth of information on how to become a guest at conventions. And I, conventions were going to eventually become my bread and butter. And then Trump happened. Oh, boy. Dun, dun, dun. So COVID hit and, you know, conventions were just, I went to one of the last conventions. It was C2E2 in 2019, C2E2 in 2020. And then the oh, following yeah. week was supposed to be Planet Comic Con. Um, mm -hmm. And Planet Comic Con was canceled that like the week prior. Like we all went home, like everybody on the plane was masked up. Everybody yep. was so diligent. Like it was, it was madness. That was the crazy and time of un un unknowns, basically. Correct. No one knew what the hell was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, you know, that was the, I competed as the evil queen. That was the last, I, I think I did two competitions that year. I did the evil queen and I performed uh, as Sailor Dorothy, uh, which is a combination of Sailor Moon and, and the Arthur, which oh was Oh my God. I love it. Oh, it's, it's on, it's on YouTube. You could literally, you could literally type in Tomcat sings to you and you should be able to find it. And we will put a link um, to that in the show notes as well. So we'll make oh, it easy yes. for our listeners to look hell that yes. up. Um, and of course, I made the costume. I, I did all that I did, and I also pre-recorded myself singing. Um, uh, I watch. I watch him upload it. I uh, oh hello over there. I see you in the blue shirt. <laughs> That's um, Jeff. He's in his cow costume. Hello, Jeff. Super cow. Oh, actually, we we love him in the super cow costume. <laughs> Oh, don't, do not air that. Do not air that. Do not air that. I'm I'm much more a big red guy than I am a cow. Um, so I performed. I. I Walk, I walked in the crown championships of cosplay as the evil queen. Mm -hmm. And then the next that Sunday, I did the uh, the masquerade as as Sailor B as Sailor Dorothy. Um, and the illustrator of that is my darling Uki the Frog, my, my love Abraham, whom I again, whom I love and treasure. Uh, and one of the things that I like to do is I like to become friends of the people that do the fan art because it's just like, Absolutely. look, I've done I've done this thing that you've done. Please, love, let's talk, let's let's BS. Yes. Um, and you know, like that was the last thing that I did. And as as I mentioned, I pre-recorded myself singing uh, "The Man in the Moon" is a lady from the musical Maine. Uh, mm. I don't know if any of any of your listeners or if you you were familiar, uh, but the character Vera Charles was played by B. Arthur. It was a very meta moment for me. Oh, it was, awesome. it was, it was very meta to be able to dress up as Sailor Dorothy and perform the man in the moon as a lady. Again, just two. It was so meta. So, <laughs> so meta. And I love, I love, love and adore every moment of that. And then, you know, the pandemic happened mm -hmm. and I was, I was working at a day job. I was working retail and it just, it wasn't for me anymore. Right. And then they furloughed me. So I was furloughed and I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to do for money? So I filed for unemployment. I got unemployment. Now I live in New York. So I, I received, I received the unemployment and uh, you know, it was, it was really a moment of uh, serendipity. We'll say the moment was very serendipitous because at that moment, I think that puts us at what, June, 2020, I believe so, um, yeah. At about June 2020, I said, you know what? I have been saying to myself for years, Tom, you are a mimic. You have uh, you have all of these voices at your disposal. You, you, you are so talented. You are so creative. Why don't you just start pursuing voice acting? 
just do it. Who's stopping you? No one is stopping you this time. You yeah. have a couple of bucks in the bank. You can do the thing that you want to do. Do it. What in the ever-loving bloop is stopping you? Are we allowed to curse? Yeah, feel free. Oh, thank fucking Christ. <laughs> I have been biting my tongue on some of the things that I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, no, you are fine, man. I'm, I I'm like, been... I, I'm trying to be, I, I'm trying to be so, you know, so cavalier and so, you know, so, oh, so you can, modest. You can sprinkle in some four-letter words and still come off very cavalier. So there's no worries there. I could, I could think of several that I would like to do with you specifically, Flynn. Oh, God. Can I give um, you Jeff instead? <laughs> so... <laughs> That's right. I'll take the sloppy second. Sure. Um, so, so I, I finally decided in June of 2020 that I was going to pursue voice acting as a career. Absolutely. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we have some bare bones. We've met with, we've met voice actors over the years. We've been to conventions. We know famous people. We, we, we know sort of where, where everything is sort of supposed to live. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did two things. I did two things at the beginning of my career, as we'll call it. I got my demos produced uh, with uni uh, Universal um, Universal Vocal Talent or Universal Voice Talent, uh, Terry Daniel. That's Terry Daniels. Uh, okay. Classes. And uh, I also did Steve Bloom's um, webinars. Yes, yes. And the webinars were such a wealth of information godly wealth of information I, I, literally i have i have this little this book i literally call it my vo bible and it has notes from every single guest that steve had up until um june of this of june of 2021 um and i i treasure and adore every bit of information that steve and his guests uh were were able to offer um, it's insane of, of all of the of the people that he's had on his show, Bob Bergen had to have been the most the most well spoken, mm -hmm. the most. I don't I don't want to like use I don't want to use like phrases that like are pejorative or not pejorative, but are derogatory towards the other guests. Right, right. Had. But but Bob was such a resource. Yes. And such a such a wealth of information. And again, not to say that the other guests weren't. It was just my pen did not come off the page while I was listening to Bob right. talk. And that was actually the, the first live class that I had gotten in when I originally signed up. Yeah. And I mean. He was so generous too that I had technical problems, so he let me like type my question in, and you know like, just the fact that Bob Bird another another one who's just a piece of honest goods. Yes, I don't think I don't think I've ever met an asshole in the voiceover community. Um, I, I really can't say that I have. I've met a lot of asshole actors. Oh I, yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a stage actor. That's where that's that's where I live. I live on the stage. I've met a lot of uh, asshole I've, wrestlers, I've, so it's about the same. Are the Oh, Flynn! Do you do you want me? Do you want to send me pictures of you in your singlet? Oh, they're all they're all over social media. We're connected, so you can find them. <laughs> I'll have to takes notes, takes notes. Um, but but yeah, I I loved and appreciated Steve's classes. Oh And yeah. then after and then after Steve, um, I took classes with Charlie Adler. Mm -hmm. And um, so I took classes with Charlie Adler, with Davey Mitchell, with um, uh, Trish Bassanyi, uh, Rob Marley, um, Jan Anderson, uh, Garnett Williams. Like I, I was studying with people that have been in the industry for for decades. Yeah. 
And, you know, I'm doing that whole name dropping thing, which is so pretentious. <laughs> um, but it's part but of your journey. It, it, it is it, truly it's it's part of it's part of my journey. And, um, you know, of course, being in the classes I met. I met my husband. I did. I, I met Marcus Canelo. Yes, I love I, Marcus. I treasure Marcus. So what a gem of a human being. That shit crazy. Funny. But, st- oh my, what a lovely human being. Marcus funny, is. funny story. I'm actually uh, here in a couple weeks. My wife and I'll be flying out to California. So I'm actually going to see Marcus out there. Good. But good. You should. He, he knows like it was just such an insanely small world. Um, not to make this the Marcus show by any means, but he knows he he wouldn't want it any other way. <laughs> he 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 wouldn't. He wouldn't. As a matter of fact, it, it, it blew my mind when I found out that he was friends with a guy that used to manage me in wrestling. That I actually like helped get his footing. And- I have. Wait a minute. I have a question before yes. you even continue that story, which I'm sure it's an absolutely delicious story. <laughs> did Marcus mention me at all? Yes, I believe. Did he? You you came up in our interview. Yeah. I was going to say if I didn't, I'd kill him. <laughs> I could be your assassin uh, on the way, you know, cross country. So I could save you a trip. Thank you. No, but but please go. So he was friends with your with a with a uh, guy with that used to manage me as a wrestler who now like is a writer for Shonda Rhimes. So how does this how does this whole world it's connect? A small world after all. It really is. And it's, I used to watch tragic. This... It is tragic how small this world is. And I used to watch this guy tase white trash wrestlers uh, in their matches, and I just I I got so much enjoyment out of that. And now he knows Marcus. He's working for Shonda Rhimes. This is the world we live in. This is the world we live in. Everybody knows everybody through somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but I met Marcus. I met uh, I met Vani. Yep. I met Ben. I met Eric. And as a matter of fact, I cast Eric and Marcus in uh, my Maud Live show. Oh, that's um, right. Yes, I remember Eric mentioning that. Marcus was my husband was Maud's husband Walter, uh, and Eric was the narrator and also played Dr. Arthur Harmon. And the both characters, Walter was played by Bill Macy, and um, Dr. Arthur Harmon was played by Conrad Dane. Um, and we had a tremendous time. I think I have saved on my computer somewhere of like the three of us reading the script as various Muppet characters. Just <laughs> it's tremendous. I need tremendous access to that footage talent. or that audio. I just I need Trem- that audio in my life. Just uh, two treasures of human beings. Absolutely. Again, bad shit crazy, but. I, I wouldn't trade them for anything. That's what makes them. That's what makes them great. That's, that's that, is, it exa- that is that. That's exactly what makes them great. So, um, so yes, I did. I did my class with with Davey Mitchell, and uh, there was a gentleman of note in the class. I'm going to keep his name private for for both our sakes. Um, and he got me a meeting with Dean Panaro. Oh, and again, this was June. This was June of 2021. So I, I already had my at that point, I had my demos. I had my commercial demo, my video game demo and my uh, commercial demo. And right. I, may, I, I did those. I did those three for very specific reasons, uh, because the commercial demo could literally be a narration or it could be an e-learning, an e-learning demo. Mm. Um and I always say the the uh, interactive is your dramatic demo, and the uh, video the um, animation is your comedic demo. Uh, that's that's been my mentality when it comes to producing your demos. Uh, also, please to those listening, if you're going to get into voice acting, 
get your demos professionally produced. Yes. Do not do not under any circumstances try to produce your own demos. You will sound like duty. Very, very wise words. And you're um, actually you're actually reminding me that I do need to get on getting a narration and e-learning demo done and a video game demo done. But I, I have a question on that, too, because... I have an answer. Yes. Actually, I have two questions. Um, with, you know, like, you hear the stories that there's a specific order you're supposed to do your demos in. Most people say they start with a commercial, then get into a character and animation or video game demo. Fuck what, that! Yeah, what order did you do yours in? How <coughs> did I go? I literally went my animation, my interactive, and then I did my commercial. There is no, there is no right or wrong way Thank to go you. about. That's like saying, Thank "What you. porn do you watch when you masturbate?" It doesn't matter. It'll all get you off regardless. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know what's funnier, the analogy or Jeff's reaction to that. <laughs> but I mean, come on now. There, look, there, it, it depends heavily on what you want your focus to be. Absolutely. If you want your focus to be commercial, get your commercial demo produced first. If you want animation to be, I wanted animation, video game, and commercial to Same. be my primaries. So that was why I made it a point to tell uh, my, my coach, my, my friend, Terry, I basically said, here's the deal. I want to do it this way because that way I can get all of my demos in the span of at least a couple of months and I can market myself like fucking crazy. Absolutely. And let me tell you something. The marketing aspect is the hardest part of voice. Oh God. Yeah. And you can be, you could be the next Meryl Streep and unless you have marketing down, you're fucked. I, I have to say, and I, I know Jeff saw this, and I had a lot of people telling me this this weekend, too. I was constantly, like, this was my first live convention appearance as a guest doing anything. I miss conventions. Yeah. I miss them so much. It, it was so nice to be back in that setting. Just, I miss putting on the costume and having mm -hmm. people take my picture. I always feel like such a boss-ass bitch when I go to college. Absolutely. Especially. Especially in the costumes that I wear, man. Like in 2020, I was like, oh, we'll go back to conventions in 2021. It'll be great. It'll be fine. It wasn't fine. Absolutely. I, I, I had Lady Dimitrescu from, uh, I have Lady Dimitrescu. I have Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. I have mm -hmm. Agatha Harkness from WandaVision. Oh. And I have my own, I have Catwoman. Like I have these costumes that are ready to be worn on the floor. And it's just, I, I don't know what my next convention is going to be. I really don't. A lot of my friends are like, go to Dragon Con, go to Dragon Con, go to Dragon Con. And I'm like, you pay for my fucking tickets and I'll go to Dragon Con. If you go, I'll be there because that's in my neighborhood. And actually- Oh, you're in Atlanta? I'm in Nashville, but it's not that far of a drive, so- Well, I should have known from your accent. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a minute. But we're going to take a quick break for a quick word from the Give Me Back My Podcast Network, and we'll be right back. No, it was the song. It's the song is called "Take It All" from Nine, and um, you know because I because when I do drag, I sing live. Right. I always try to find songs that I know that I can sing and sing well. Very smart move. Um, you know, because if you go up there and you sing like garbage, you'll be, you know, a drag queen that'll sing like garbage. Of course. <laughs> and if our audience hasn't guessed, we are back, and I was just being serenaded by Tom and. This was like the cat's meow of just like musical prowess. But <laughs> before we before we took that break, um, you said something that 
I get hit or miss reactions on. You mentioned uh, my accent. Some people hear it. Some people don't. I personally just hear I have monotone, a question for you. Yes, fire away. Where do you think I'm from? Ah, uh, man, that is a good question. Putting me on the spot. I'm going to say from the... Are you talking about where you live now or where are you originally from? Where am I originally from? I am going to say somewhere in Ohio. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh, shit, that tickled. I'm from New York. <laughs> okay, see, I I, ah, I got it confused then because I thought you were you, living. No, no, no. I, I want you to understand something because the way that I talk in interviews is very proper. It's very yes. Pro like, it, it's not so much that I put on a character. It's that this is how I, this is how I like to present myself. Absolutely. But I mean, if you see me, if you see me regularly, I talk like this. If you get me pissed off, I really start to bring out the fucking Brooklyn. Oh, you make him, you're gonna make um, me bring out the dialect with you now and have this conversation. Is that what you want to do? Is that what you want to though? I don't know. I don't want to get punched I through the computer the time screen. I got the if you got it, buddy. I don't want to get punched through the computer screen and get hit with a microphone. Jeff might hit me after that. Nobody wants that. <laughs> um, but it, it's absolutely hysterical because I didn't lose my accent. And I mean, there are times that I'm talking to somebody and they'll be like, you're, you're from the South. Like, are you, you're, you're from, you're, you're yeah. not from around here. And I'm like, yes, yes. I, this was in college. In college, I had a very distinct way of talking. Um, and of course, you know, being from the stage, uh, you know, you sort of take on that sort of mid-Atlantic, transatlantic voice. Absolutely. And it's it's very it's very interesting. Also, the fact that I've been impersonating B. Arthur since I think the first time I the first time I physically impersonated her was in 2015, and that was when I put on the Deadpool outfit, and I went as B. Pool. Oh my and God! Let me tell you, so I actually there's an award. I have an award that was the best Deadpool cosplayer of all time, and I was awarded by my darlings D. Pity and uh, Jessica Negri. Oh, and I, you know, it was really one of those moments. Where I'm like, I got something here. I got something here. Might not, we might not know what it is just yet, but we. But there's something. something. There's something there. And that, that that's a name I haven't heard in a while, too. Jessica Negri is, I don't know if I've been living under a rock or if she just disappeared. She's but. she's doing her own thing. She's doing her own thing. She still does her modeling. She still does her, you know, she still creates cosplays and content. It's just she's taking, she's taking time for herself. And that's let me good. tell you something. If you have been working as hard as she has for the last couple of years, she deserves a break. Preach. Preach. Um, Very true. But... You know, I, uh, <laughs> it, again, it's hysterical. Just that, you know, yes, I do hear that you have a very distinct way of talking. You have a specific cadence to your voice. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I love so much about acting is that you could literally say whatever the hell you want and you could say it different ways. Absolutely. You know, you, you can take a sentence. What, why is grapefruit? Why is grapefruit? Why is grapefruit? Why is grapefruit? Yes. And you could just... 
Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I believe it's called putting the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable or something like oh, that. Oh, Michael Myers, you did a shit movie, but God bless you. That quote still stands. It still stands. God bless you. Indeed it um, does. But, you know, one of the things that I, I've been very blessed. I have been. I, you know, I thank, I thank my lucky stars every day. Um, because, you know, when I started doing, because uh, again, I started doing voiceover, what some would consider late in life mm -hmm. and what some would consider right on time. There's, there's no right or wrong time to start doing Thank voiceover. Thank you. Thank there, and there, is, there is no right or wrong time. That's one of the first um, things Steve, Steve tells everybody too, is that he started, you know, when he was in his early forties yep. and look at the life he's made now. And I know like one of my former oh, yeah. coaches makes Sonny's, money hand over this. Yeah, I, I would kill to have that kind of money coming in right now. And you know, for further proof, my uh, one of my former coaches as well, uh, you know, a fellow voice of Toonami Tom, the one before Steve, Sonny Straight, he didn't start until he was around my age right now. Mm -hmm. And you know, it took him a while before he got his first big break as Krillin, and then it just you know it goes from there. And so it there does. It does. I, I I do want to make that. I want to make something abundantly clear. Mm -hmm. If you are going into voiceover as a get rich quick scheme, you are wasting your time. Nope. You are exactly you are right. You are wasting your time. You know you have to do it because you love it. Yes. You have yes. to do it because you love. And I love acting. Absolutely. I love performing. I I love I love being in. I love being hugged by the audience. I love being hugged by my peers. Yep. It, it's such it's such a gratifying feeling. Or if you if you um, break something out that they've never seen you do and it just completely catches them off guard, you that that's, that's an amazing right. feeling in itself too. Let me tell you something. There are many people that will like hear my voice and then they'll be like, I didn't think you would look like this. And I'm like, good. That means I've done my job. Exactly. Um, but, uh, but yes, I've been, I've been very fortunate that since, um, uh, since I have had my demos and since I have been marketing myself, I am currently represented by five agencies. Very nice. Um, and, and let me tell you something. I am very fortunate because there are some people that are still trying and they are still working and they are still working on getting at least one agent. Absolutely. So I, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. I thank my lucky stars every day. Mm -hmm. um, am I, have I booked anything? No, but also think about how long I've been doing it for. Yes, I've been a stage actor for very a true. bajillion. I've been a stage actor for a bajillion years, um, and even <laughs> one of the best pieces of advice is Charlie Adler gave me was, "Tom, you can go big. You could be the biggest thing in the room. You are the biggest thing in the room." And at first, I thought he was talking about my ass, <laughs> but. Instead, he he said, "Tom, you can you can pull it back. Yes, you can you can be subtle. You don't have to make these grand statements. You can be soft, and you will land more soft than you will hard." And again, I thought he was hitting on me. <laughs> and it took all of my power not to say, "Charlie, are you coming on to me? Are you trying to seduce me, Mister Robinson?" <laughs> Um, but, but he just, again, such a, a gift of a human being. Absolutely. Um, I have been very fortunate to have studied under very <clears throat> good people. I'm also working on, um, 
I'm also working on uh, training with Paul Liberty and also Bob Bergen at some point. It's just, I'm, you know. I'm on that waiting list for Bob, too, so... Oh, the, the, the waiting the waiting list is until twenty and twenty. The waiting list is until thirty twenty five. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But I'm I'm waiting. Just any notification for an email from him, just boom, book it on the spot. Because, oh, that like you said, that's gonna be past it's, my it, lifetime. It's, you know, it, it, it's it, not only is it like a once in a lifetime opportunity, and this is something that I, this is something that I pride myself on. I have no heroes living most of my heroes are dead betty davis joan crawford may west b arthur Mm -hmm. um phyllis diller carol channing all dead elaine stritch dead um i am very you know i do only i have one i have one and her name is pat carroll and she is 90 some odd years old and god bless her she's still fucking kicking kicking and kicking um and, it, you know, it's just it's one of those things that's really made being a voice actor so creatively gratifying because, yeah. you know, I don't get starstruck. Absolutely. I'm not the ty- I'm not the type of person to get. Star- and of course, the people. Oh, there's got to be at least one person. You want to know who the one person is? It's Pat Carroll. The day I meet Pat Carroll, you're going to be you're going to be seeing me a simpering mask. I love you so much. <laughs> you are my world. Right, right. I know that um, feeling all too well. All too but, well. But, you know, I, I view Bob as a I view I view Bob as a colleague. I view Charlie as a colleague. I view they the only difference is that they have had a. That they've had a career, that they've Absolutely. had a long-lasting career. Absolutely. And you, lear- you learn from them. And as a matter of fact, if you watch, because that's one of the things that I do is that I will watch interviews mm-hmm. of, um, I will watch interviews of people that I have adored over the years. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that Pat Carroll said was when she started acting, her father went to the Yellow Pages and started looking for coaches. And started looking for people that could started looking for people in the business because at that point they were all listed in the yellow pages. Right. And you know, today everything is so open. Everything is so open. Mm-hmm. You you will know you will know the bowel movements of some of the people that you call hero because the, the internet is just so vast and so yeah. open. Nothing is and a secret anymore. Nothing is sacred anymore. I think Lewis Black said it best. Nothing is sacred. Very um, wise, wise, true words. And, you know, it is such, a, you'll hear this from everybody. It is such a worthwhile time to be a voice actor because oh, yeah. everybody and their mother can do it. Mm-hmm. So long as you get proper coaching and you get your demos properly produced. Absolutely. And I will say this. And there may be some people in the audience who are just like this. This person's a pretentious twat. I am, for very specific reasons. Very accurate reasons too. But when it comes to voice acting, there are some people that cannot act. Yes, and it's you know you could you could love voice acting. Voice acting could be your everything. Doesn't mean you can act. That's right. You know, yeah. One of the things that uh, Charlie, love of my life, he actually said to me in class. He actually said to to me and my class. He was like, "I want you to watch these movies, 
the women. And as soon as he said the women, I was just like, well, there it goes. I have the, I've had the women program to memory for years. And to those that don't know, the women was in 1930, a 1934 or 1935 movie that starred Rosalind Russell, Joan Crawford, and Norma Shearer. And you want to talk character building. You just... Honestly, my, my advice to everyone is watch old movies. Mm-hmm. Watch black and white movies because you will see people at the height of their craft. And you will see people that have been acting for years on stage. And again, that's one of the reasons why I've loved being on the stage. It's yeah. because it all harkens back to a specific time period. Um, and I've, I've loved and treasured, I've loved and treasured any bit of advice that involves me watching black and white movies. Um, just because and again it also means that i have no equal that's very true (laughs) i mean that's that's very very true and then honestly so much of that again like i'm not trying to make this in in the wrestling terms but even with wrestling like wrestlers will always get told go back and watch things from like the 60s the 70s watch watch things from watch things from the past when these people were actually making livings doing this stuff and people thought it was real you know, like, just find that believability because a lot of the stuff today, too, like, with voice acting specifically, I can't tell you how many people think it's still just doing funny voices. You know, there's another word after after so voice. There's another key word after voice. So much more. And, you know, I do want to make this abundantly clear. Um, I come off very uh, pretentious, very snide, very aggressive. I am incredibly self-conscious. I, <clears throat> you know, people don't really, people don't know this about me, but I can sometimes be very shy. That makes two of us. I mean, I'm a very, very introverted person, but if there's a red light on or like we're recording right now, it's, or if you're with your people, even it's easy to be engaged and, you know, come out of your shell. But nine times out of 10, if I'm in a room full of strangers, I'm keeping to myself most it's of the time. Also, you know, it's also very important to remain humble. Yes. It, it really very is. Very true. It's very important to remain out because, listen, I have sent hundreds upon hundreds of emails to agencies, ad agencies, animation mm-hmm. studios, all of them. There are times you will not get a response yeah. back. There are times you will get a response back and you will get told where to go and how to get there. And it's up to you, the individual, to say, oh, well, whatever. Whatever. It wasn't my time. I didn't book it. So what? That's the nature of being an actor. Very true. That That is the nature of being in this industry. And it's not so much building a thick skin so much as it is if you get knocked off the horse, are you going to go back to the stables or are you going to get back on it? Yep. And I mean, uh, not, not to shill, you know, too much on episodes that are in the archives now, but in the interview show I did, on the show the archive show episodes on the archive of so course I. yes yes and if you're a fan of clone wars for sure go back and listen to this because on my episode from icc day three i actually had a conversation with um anna graves you've heard her voice on american dad uh clone wars duchess Satine, you name it she's done it she said that i've submitted more auditions than i can count more than jobs i have booked but it's that's true. part of the job. The auditions are the that's, job. That's the job. Yeah. That's the job. The fun part's that when is, you actually get part booked. And, parcel. That's, and it's that's just all part and parcel of the game. And you know, my vocal coach Trish, whom again I, I love and adore, she she did say it best to me. She's like, It's a it's to pay it's a game of patience. Yes. 
it's it's a game of patience. Yes. You know, the more you do, the more you put yourself out there, the more people are going to say, oh, well, who was that person? Let's let's get them. And, you know, it's also important to remember if someone wants you, they will search you out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I <laughs> I have been so spoiled by the cosplay community um, because in the cosplay community, I, I I'm I'm practically revered as a god. <laughs> um, but that's also because I've been cosplaying and going to conventions for the past 12 years, yeah. 13 years. Uh, you know, the, the motto of being a drag queen is if you want to get booked, show up. Show up. Man, I didn't realize being a drag queen had so much in common with wrestling. If you want to get booked, show up. Show it's up. as simple as that. Show up and be supportive. It's that simple. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, because it's it's hysterical because now that I've been doing drag more, because I've been doing drag at the local level mm -hmm. before I was doing drag on an international level. Now I'm doing drag on a local level and they are referring to me as get this the new kid on the block. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, the, the, the new queen on the block. This queen, this queen is just starting out. And every time I hear that, I'm like, I have been doing drag for longer than you. As you as you take the stage, you're throwing you're uh, making it rain resumes so they can see what all you've done and. Well, I'm I've been friends with I've been friends with local drag queens for a number of years, um, and they've seen my body of work. Like they know that I go to conventions, they know that I make my own costumes. My makeup has improved exponentially over the last couple of. If I showed you pictures of the first time I did Ursula, you'd be like, wow. To, uh, compared to the most recent time. Right, I right. I mean, what um, I have for reference, too, is like what's going to be your episode graphic on here, too. And you do a better job at makeup than I ever would. That's for sure. I do a better makeup job than most women. Who the hell are you kidding? That, very, um, very true. But but to, to point a fact, um, in order to be in this industry, it does require a lot of patience yes it does and it is not you know there's there's a movie that i recommend to everybody um and i'm not talking about the lady gaga version i'm talking about the judy garland version it's called a star is born mm -hmm. and it is such a poignant movie uh and you know judy's swan song uh which i think is uh, uh it's right after she sings swanee uh, you can find it on YouTube. She basically says, I can't be called overnight sensation for it started many years ago. Absolutely. And that's, that is the story any actor will tell you. There are times I'm like, there are times I'm watching the golden girls or the times I'm watching Maud, And I'm like, Oh, I know that actor. That actor is very famous now. Yeah. You, everybody has to start somewhere. Absolutely. Everyone has to start from, everyone has to start at ground level. Everyone has to start at ground level. You can't, you can't just you can't just book a lead role. I mean, some people can. It's some a people rare can occurrence, but it can happen. It's a very rare occurrence. I mean, if you have the leading the leading role type of voice, sure. I unfortunately am a comedy actor. I that that is my happy place. My right. happy place. Same here. You know, doing doing very interesting weird voices. Um, but it takes time. It takes time. It takes determination, and it takes patience. And if you don't have any of those, then get the hell out. Absolutely. I feel like we could go on on that tangent for the rest of the night, but of course we could. What what really blows my mind right now is realizing that 
summer of 2020, we both started, um, you know, our, our voiceover journeys because July of 2020 is when, you know, like after multiple months of Steve's classes, I got a mic, got an interface, got headphones, got a, a booth set up, which you can see behind me here. Like, I didn't realize that we see, were- I was a I was a pretentious brat. I was a pretentious brat. I got my microphone while I was doing all of stuff right the microphone while i was i think my first if i could find it my first mic was a yeti blue snowball oh the famous yeti the famous famous yeti Yeti, the famous yeti blue snowball and i tell you it was it was a time and then of course like i do my vocal classes and it's just like you know you're gonna need to get an xlr mic and i'm like what's xlr because you know every (laughs) everybody's a baby at some point in their careers everyone's a baby at some point in their careers very very true but as we're recording this too, we're coming up on our two-year anniversaries. That is so insane to say on that. I don't want to think about. It. I don't want to think about. It. Yeah, I don't want to think. About it. The journey. The journey but has it, just but at begun. The same, at the same time, I have to say to myself, like, yes, it's only been two years, but in two years, Tom, look what you've accomplished. Exactly, look, and sometimes look what you've done for yourself. And sometimes so, it feels way it's longer. Needed. It. I, I. I. I cannot stress this enough. Time moves very quickly and very slowly yes, at it does. the same time. You will never realize how much you've accomplished unless you just stop and say, wow, Absolutely. look what I've done. But don't focus on that too long. Do not focus on that too long. Still put the, still pound the pavement, still do the thing, but acknowledge your wins, acknowledge your successes. They'll be there for you when the dark times are coming. Absolutely. And that's something that they'll, I they'll be there. Hear. They will they will be there for you when the dark times are around. Absolutely. And that's something that I needed to hear and be reminded of. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And I think uh wow, this has just been I, I can't believe we're coming up on an hour here already. This is just flown by. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I most certainly can. I think it's time to uh hand the keys of this ship over to you. Let me hop in the passenger seat, and I'm going to let you uh, start throwing some questions my way, if you're cool with that. When was you, at what age did you orgasm? At what age did you orgasm first? (laughs) (laughs) These are the, you're in the passenger seat now, Tom. You're in the driver's seat now, Tom. Well, we're going (laughs) off-roading. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, No, do not, do not answer that. That's me being, that's me being an asshole. Uh, <laughs> that that is me one hundred percent. As I'm over here wheezing, Hi. that you can't hear Hello. off my. Hello, kids, and welcome to Cat Chat. My name is Tom Cat, and I'm joined by my guest today, Hen Flindricks. <laughs> welcome, yes. Hen Flindricks. Hello. How how do you do, Hen Flindricks? Oh, I am doing perfect. I, I have I have a very serious question for you. Oh, please you've, fire away. You've spent you've spent most of your life admiring me. Please tell me, what do you think of me? I think I'm in awe of your sheer size and just how you dwarf me. <laughs> Even in my tallest wrestling boots, I still come up to chest level, if that tells just, you anything. Just wear high heels. Just wear lifts. Just I don't know if lifts. I could balance in those. The lifts in my boots are hard enough. <laughs> Um, uh, you know what? That's a very good question. When did you start wrestling? When when did your fascination with wrestling begin? Um, wow, this is one, and it's not like everybody else's. Um, because if you go back and you look at my old home 
family's home you movies. You saw Val Venus, didn't you? Val <laughs> Venus did something to you, didn't I became you? a fan after that, but he was uh when he was Chief Morley in 2002 and 3, but I didn't actually get hooked on it for real until like 2002 when they started promoting Hulk Hogan versus The Rock and all my friends around me were just big into wrestling. I, I didn't care before that, but everybody else was watching it. Everybody else if was you getting together. If you don't mind my asking you, Hen Flindrix, um, how old are you? I will be, uh, well, man, by the time this comes out, I'll be 33, but right now I'm 32. Oh. Yeah, so you're, uh, your VO anniversary month is my birthday month, so yay. I'm curious how old you think I am. I am going to say you are at the ripe young age of about 37. <laughs> no, no. Oh, that, that tickles me. I'm that trying to be flattering here. Am I higher, lower? Oh, you're high. You're very, you're way high. <laughs> <laughs> are you, are you, uh, let's say a 34? Let's say I'm around your age and we'll call it at that. Yes, I knew. I knew you were cool, but I apologize because you carry oh, yourself you're, you're, with you're such slays. maturity. You, the, the, <laughs> I actually, I did a drag show where all of my numbers were Carol Channing numbers. And one of the audience members, she turns to me and she goes, I don't know how old you are, but you carry yourself so maturely. And I'm like... And how old do you think that I am? And she goes, you've got to be like somewhere around my daughter's age. And I'm like, well, how old your daughter? And she says, oh, well, my daughter's like 32. And I'm like, well, you're just about there. <laughs> so it, it's it, it, it really, honestly, the age question always tickles me because I do. I, I even told this to, I, I told this to all of my agents. I'm like, if you get auditions for 55 year old women, send them my way. That's, um, because that's what I, that's honestly what I say. I sound like a 50, 60, 70 year old woman. And that's a, I mean, that's a rare niche right there too, because you don't tell me about it. I've been trying common, to get booked yeah. because of it. It's hell on, it's hell on earth. It's hell on earth. Let's manifest it and make it happen. Oh yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. I tell you what, my, <laughs> one of my friends, uh, Boone Williams. Oh my God. I adore them to pieces. Uh, they posted on, on my a picture that I posted on Facebook. It was a picture of me as Akmina, uh, who, which was B Arthur from the star Wars holiday special next to a picture of B Arthur from the star Wars holiday special. And like the, the comparison, I, I look like B Arthur. So we'll just get that out of the way. <laughs> um, so Boone commented saying, my dream is to have there be an animated version of the Golden Girls and for Tom to voice Dorothy. Oh, and I was reminded awesome. I was reminded of the Gumball episode that parodied the Golden Girls. And the episode is entitled The Girls. And um, it's absolutely hysterical. And I do not remember the person that voiced Angela. But I'm, you know, it was one of those moments where I was just like, God, if only I had an agent at that time, right. if only I had Dean at that time, if only I had someone at that time that could have gotten me that role, I could have booked it. Yeah, I could have booked it. But oh, you know what? At that point, I was still figuring out what the hell I wanted. I think at that point, let's see, when did that episode? I think it was like 2016, 2017. Maybe. No. Please hold. Gumball the Girls. Uh, 
Oh, the, I'm sorry. It's not called the girls. It's called the lady. The lady. The lady. I fancy myself a lady from time to time. Uh, January 5th, 2018. Oh, wow. 2018. So I, I just missed, just so missed the mark. By like, I just can't missed the mark said, by like four years. Man, I can't believe it's four years, though. Just missed the mark God. by four years. But you know something? My, my And this is important of every actor to know. Your time will come. Very true. Your, your time will come. Because let me tell you something. Charlie Adler isn't going to live forever. Steve Bloom isn't going to live forever. Tress McNeil isn't going to live forever. These people, and we, and the, and here's the other, here's the other humbling moment. We will not live forever. So there will always be somebody coming up behind us. That's very true. Very, very um, true. But that's, you know, that was definitely, definitely a little like winky pin for me. Oh, yeah. Um, but let's see. Uh, so Hen Flindricks. Hen Flinder, that's your new name now. It's I Hen like Flinders. it. I need a rooster hat though. You do. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. There's an egg reference in there somewhere, Jeff. <laughs> Hens do lay eggs, Jeff. <laughs> Hens do lay eggs, but cocks don't lay sperm. What about dogs? Do dogs lay eggs? Uh, no, darling. No. I get had on both shows. Quiet, Jeff. Go check out Tales from the Haunt for stories on dogs laying eggs. That's all I can say. I'll I'll just have to take your word for it. Um, let's see. Why don't you tell me about that? That's my next question for you. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, for some reason we got on a random conversation of meat pies and different things like that, and dogs and eggs talking about uh, a scene in a haunted house. And for some reason, the line came up that dogs don't lay eggs. Thank you, Jeff. And now it is the bane of my existence because every guest has to remind me that dogs don't lay eggs. But I swear to God, I will make a shirt and I will make money off that catchphrase. Fabulous. And you are up. If you're going to put it on a t-shirt, put it on a fucking t-shirt and, and, and sell. Sell, you son of a bitch. Sell. Yes, I'll even, I'll even wear it while I take body slams. There you go. That's the ticket. Do you still wrestle? Oh, yes. Um, and as as we're recording, I just took more bookings yesterday. And it's it's impacting our, our podcasting schedule this for this summer. And it's um it's going to be insane. But it's going to be fun because my son is finally gonna get to see me do it live instead of just seeing videos. So it's gonna be a oh. fun time. That's adorable. You have a child. Well, there go any and all chances of me sleeping with you. <laughs> That's upsetting. Oh, you can still sleep in my house, though. That's not... I would now I'm not even going to finish what I was about to say. <laughs> oh. I'm a lady. I have my limits. Oh, what has this podcast become? I've been wheezing all day from this interview. This is awesome. I know. It was almost... Did you expect me to be as funny as this? I did not expect to be this entertained, and I am not disappointed that I was wrong. This has been amazing. Or should you be? Listen, my, my motto in life is this. Always try your best to be happy. Very 
Always try your best to be happy. You know, the world is falling apart. Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. Trump was president. Like, there are a number of things that have gone wrong in society. And I'm one of the things that I used to tell myself when I was really, really, really young is that I want to live forever. Not for vanity's sake, because I know that by the time I'm 103, like, my hand is going to be falling off because of necrotic skin. Right. Um, But just because I want to see what happens. I have. A, I want to. I want to see how fucked this country, this world, can get. I have a feeling that it's going to repeat itself. Like we're already, like we're seeing so much happening right now that has happened in previous countries' histories, and, and it's still that going. Did, that did not happen with me until I started watching Maud. So to those not in the know, to those not in the know, Maud was a Norman Lear vehicle. It was the spinoff of All in the Family, and it starred B. Arthur, Rue McClanahan, Conrad Bain, Bill Macy, and Adrian Barbeau, who famously voiced Catwoman. Um, and I love Maud, but I, I, I'm reminded so often how much things have changed in our society, but also how much things have remained the same. Mm-hmm. Because this is a show that came out 70 years, uh, 50 years ago. Because yeah. the first episode aired, I think, in 72. Um, and it's been, it has been 50 years. And the issues that Maud talked about, abortion, gay rights, uh, alcoholism, these are all things that are racism, race issues, race relations. These are all things that are still happening today. Mm-hmm. And the fact that things, that things have not changed in 50 years only speaks to how fucked we all are. It it really does. And what what gets me and don't don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a Christian, but I will never understand why just don't die until I until I reach the age of reason. Fair enough. But I will just I will never understand why we preach that we're supposed to love our fellow man, but they can't be like, you know, like love- they can't be gay, you know. Or... Every single story in the Bible, every single story has a connotation somewhere else in the Bible. You know, there's going to be one passage that'll say, blah, 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 blah. and then there's another passage that will say, oh, well, no, that's not true. This is the true one. So there's constantly going to be this negating in plays. We could talk about that for eons absolutely and also let's consideration the bible has been translated so many times how many people can truly remember what the hell was written that's a i mean again like that 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 says so much but i think the main thing everybody should just take away from this no matter what your religion is what your preference is your orientation gender whatever just be a kind loving person if you don't get along with somebody, leave them be as long as they're not going to kill you or kill somebody else. Just- I posted I posted something last year. Um and it was about kindness. It's uh it's a lost art that that people have forgotten being kind. Mm-hmm. Um and whether it's you know being so jaded by uh, what's going on in society being jaded by, you know, just everything going on in one's own world. It, you know, just be kind. Kindness goes such a long way. And, uh, you know, I've, uh, 
I've always made it my job to make other people feel good and to make people laugh and to make people smile. And that's, you know, that's been the hallmark of my creed since I don't know when. But I, I remember saying to myself, every tune's purpose in life is to make people laugh. And that's my purpose. My purpose as a tune is to make people laugh. And it is it has literally like given me so much joy that I am able to make so many people laugh, whether it's with my posts, whether it's with my drag, whether it's with my voiceover, whether it's with Cosmo. I have always tried to make people feel good because as as wise people have said, everyone is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's key right there. And one one kind gesture, one funny post from you, one smile, whatever it may be, could be the one little thing that changes that person's day or backs them oh, off a ledge. I've gotten people messaging me saying, oh, you're the reason I'm still alive. Yeah. You, 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 took, you took kindness on me and I decided not to off myself because of that. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's that, see, that's powerful. And just imagine how much better the world would be if more people took it upon themselves to do that instead of punching oh, down. You want to know what you want to know what's happened? I'm all ears. A lot, a lot of people are just becoming more and more selfish. It's very, I mean, and to an extent, we have to be, you know, to say no to somebody that's not, you know, not that shouldn't be in our circle that makes us feel bad. Become we have become a very selfish, self-involved, self-absorbed society. Yes, and that. And one of the reasons why I, you know, I parody myself because Tomcat is a parody of my my true intent of my true identity. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's how I've been operating. That's how I've always operated. You know, life is short. Laugh at it. Life is short. Very laugh true. at it. What what difference does it make? Who comes from what country? Who cares who comes into this country illegally? Who cares? You know, there are there are, there are Russians. There are Russians who have, who are having who have expired visas. Why is it so different when Mexicans do it? Is it because it, it, the only reason it's different is because of their skin tone? And I don't want to hear shit about anything else. It's. I mean, it's. It's a lot of talking out of I'm both sorry, sides we're taking, of people's we're taking mouths. This to a very dark place. We're taking this to a very dark political place and i truly do not want to do that it's all Um, good because it's it's all stuff that i've i've considered i've thought i've i've struggled and gone back and forth with myself on but at the end of the day it comes back to what you said of the world needs more kindness more than anything else the world needs more kindness than anything else and i think we Uh, just solved so many of the world's problems right there with that one phrase and we're not getting paid for it you, you have plays. Uh, and that, that, that's the other thing. You know, don't do anything for another person and expect to be given something in return. Thank you. Just, just do it because you want to do it. Do it because, because it makes you feel good. Do it because it makes you feel proud. Don't do it for the likes. Don't do it for the views. Do it for yourself. Very very you know oh again this this world is so obsessed with the self this world yes. is so obsessed with with selfishness and i blame the kardashians thank you kardashians I blame, mtv I blame you kardashians. name it i 100 blame 
blame the Kardashians for this obsession with selfishness. Because again, you look at them and you see all of the money that has gone into their lips, their hips, and their tits. And, uh, you know, uh, and, and to their credit, to Kris Jenner's credit, she has made a mint on her daughter's personalities. Yeah. And her daughters have made mints off of Kim's personalities. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's really one of those things where I'm like, I wish people would just take a step back and say, why does this make me angry? What reason is this making me angry? Right. I, you know, <laughs> I'm going to speak very candidly. Um, I have been in therapy for seven years. I have been talking to a therapist. It doesn't matter who, but I have been talking to a different, like a number of therapists over the course of seven years. And, you know, unless something is directly affecting me, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't, it matters not. It, it matters not to me. Unless something is directly affecting Tomcat and Tomcat's life, it don't bother me. Why should it bother me? I see what's going. I so see what go- I see what's going on in this world, and it hurts my heart because there are so many people who feel that they are being hurt by you know laws and decrees and bills that aren't affecting them in the slightest. Yeah, a woman's a woman's uterus is not hurting a man. <laughs> and I mean, again, you know, too, gay people, gay people are not hurting straight people. No. No, they're not. They are not killing people. Mexicans are not like out there killing people. Mm-mm. And so help me God, if I hear one more person say, oh, well, what about that one thing that happened at this time? That was an illegal immigrant. What? Stop. Stop. That was one instance. And you can use that one, one instance across any kind of situation. One, another thing that's always been like the whole, like the, something that I pride myself on, uh, you know, listening to and understanding is the actions of one individual should not be the detriment of an entire group of people. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I, uh, I will say this in terms of white men, eh, they're on thin ice. There's a lot of fragile, a lot of fragility there for sure. Correct. Yes, I see you, Jeff. I see. But my 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 feelings on this are the actions of one should not speak for the actions of an entire race, very or an entire, entire or an entire nationality of people. Very, very true. And I mean, again, too, especially like just referencing, you know, white men voiceover, you know, like letting people of color and, you know, like just have their roles. What's this- wrong with that? This is something that I have a very large, heavy, slap-you-in-your-face opinion about. Oh, okay. If a character's spec calls for a specific gender or nationality or race, I want that specific gender, nationality, or race to be the only things pulled from. To be the only nouns pulled from. Uh, you know, I, there was... A, so I'm a member of the Queer Fox Academy, which mm-hmm. is run by uh, J.P. Karliak, whom, again, salt of the earth human being. I love and adore J.P. Um, J.P. 
hosts the Queer Vox, which is just queer voiceover actors. Um, and one of his, one of the people that like helps run his his uh, page, uh, his Discord and his page, and just the the organization itself, reached out to me, and they gave me this laundry list of characters, and each one of them Southeast Asian, uh, black, non-binary but Southeast Asian, non-binary but black, and I looked through all the characters, and each one was something I only half identified. Right. And for me, I will audition for female parts. I will audition for male parts because I am not taking away a female role from a female. I'm not taking away a male role from a male person. Uh I don't want to take away a role from someone that I know would be able to fill it better than I would because they are more authentic to the specs requested and to the specifics of that casting call. Um, and there are a lot of people that are very combative about that because they're like, oh, well, it's about acting. And, you know, it takes a great actor to play. If it calls for a Black person, just audition Black people. If it calls for a gay person, let gay people audition for it. If it calls for someone that is of a specific descript, go to that specific descript. Go to go to them. They're there. And, and this is the thing that people seem to forget. Voice actors are everywhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We are everywhere. Everywhere. And, you know, for some people to say, oh, well, I'm white, I can play a black character. Can you, can you authentically play a black character as a white person? Or would you be just pulling from stereotypes? If you can say yes to that, I don't know what to say. I really don't. That makes Um, three of us, I think. You know, in <clears throat> in the cosplay community, specifically in the United States, um, blackface heavily, heavily frowned upon. Heavily frowned upon. Uh, you know, th- there was one cosplayer that was born in Italy, and he darkened his skin tone for one character. He was raked across the coals. And of course, you know, the Europeans and the Russians and those on the other side of the of the coin would say, oh, well, we, didn't, we don't have racism in our country. We don't need to worry about that. We just do it anyway. That doesn't make it any better, mm-hmm. especially if you're catering or marketing yourself to a market in the United States where racism at one point was a real thing. Yep. And still is a real thing. Still I'm is. Sorry. <clears throat> so my opinions when it comes to voiceover is if there's a loophole, like if it says, um, I'm trying to think. If I get a spec, for example, if I get a casting call that says, looking for non-binary type with 
these examples of what a voice of what the, of what the vocal print they're looking for and i'll look at the names and i'll listen to the voices and i'm like okay so they want something a little androgynous they want something that like really doesn't have uh, a gender one way or the other fine fantastic if they said specifically looking for german authentic German voice, authentic German voice actors. I'm not going to audition for it because I'm not German. So it, it is, it is becoming more and more of a question mark. And because years ago, our introduction to voiceover was very cartoony cartoons. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, nondescript. The only thing that we knew about Bugs Bunny was that he came from Brooklyn. That was it. Yep. That was all that we knew of Bugs Bunny. Marvin the Martian, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite. Yosemite Sam was another one because Yosemite Sam came from the South. And that was the specific voice that Mel Blanc gave the character. Other than that, the characters are nondescript. You know, I look at Reboot. Reboot's another wonderful, marvelous cartoon. All those characters are nondescript. They can be played by anybody. Yeah. Nowadays, because, you know, we are in the in the age of representation, we are in the age of, you know, the idea that representation matters. Representation has always mattered. Representation has always mattered. And, you know, there is now a focus on finding uh, POC voice actors, POC queer voice actors, mm-hmm. trans actors queer actors you know there is now becoming more it's it's just now becoming so much more vast than what it was and so many people enjoyed the status quo and i'm sorry these changes they're here to stay and they're going to continue to change and spread and 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 expand and i am here for it absolutely because because it's not taking roles away from me no it's 100% it's not not taking roles away from you it's not taking roles away from Heath from Marcus from Eric from Vani not taking roles away from any of them Mm -mm. and that old saying too of there's a place at the table for everybody is 100% spot on to a T because these my darling my darling again Philip Odongo again love love of my life he has always said build a longer table, absolutely, not a, tall, not a taller one. Do not build a longer table, not a taller one. And that has been that. I, literally, I should have that tattooed on my ass because enough people say it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's that's been that has definitely been one of my mottos that I like hold very true to myself. Yeah, and I am hopeful that more and more people will like again. Another one of my rules, another one of my sayings, change or be changed, change or you're going to be changed, especially in an industry that is forever evolving. Yes. If you stay stagnant, you're not going to get anywhere. You have, you have to change, you have to evolve and you have to improve too, because like you said, there's people that are coming right behind us and we're not going to be around forever. Somebody can find that next toy or that next voice to play with. And we're old news at that point. 
Well, I wouldn't say that we're all news that quickly. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, you you get where I'm going with it, though. Of course, of course, I do because I'm sure that this is the this is these are the same conversations that voice actors had when they were our age, older voice actors had when they were our age. Yeah. Man, I I was not expecting this to get that deep, but this like this whole thing has just absolutely flown by, and we've. We've had laughs, a lot of laughs. We've gotten into some deep, deep conversation. And I, I can't thank you for fighting through the connection problems and Zoom not wanting to cooperate Are tonight. You Number one, you're absolutely devastatingly handsome. Well, thank and I, you. I enjoy the conversation. Jeff, you're attractive too if I saw more of you. <laughs> if he saw more, if, if they saw more of you. Oh, well, you're, are you going to be shy now? Are you blushing? He's blushing. Oh, <laughs> you know, funny, a, a little, a little bit of an anecdote. And again, I'll just to show you how shy I am. Uh, there was one day it was me and a group of friends and, uh, you know, I was in a corset because of course I was, and it was over my clothing. And I, again, very young, very stupid. I think I was in my like late teens, early twenties. Um, and, uh, it was two gentlemen that were smoking a cigarette and it was me and my girlfriends. And uh, this gorgeous, large, luscious gentleman was smoking on a cigarette, and uh, um, I held he I I held out my hand. He grabbed it, and I spun into his arms, took his cigarette in his like grabbed his wrist, brought the cigarette to my mouth, took a drag on it, and blew it, and like blew smoke everywhere. And I was like, I'm the baddest bitch here. My girl, my girlfriend Sam, she turns to me and she goes, "You're such an overdramatic diva," and I'm like, "I know," <laughs> but I make it look so good. There's also with that same, you know, that same gentleman. Um, it was our first introduction, and I, when I meet someone for the first time, I'm always like, oh, "I don't know where I'm supposed, to, like, which way I'm supposed to lean," and you know, they were all talking, and I was brought up, and and this gentleman says. Oh, he's shy. And I'm like, oh, am I? So I got, <laughs> I got within, like his, our noses were practically touching. And I said, am I shy now? He didn't know what to say. <laughs> didn't. I and, love uh, it. He was a Marine, so he could have kicked my ass at any moment. Um, but it, it was, it was just one of those moments where I'm like, I, uh, you can't, you can't be I'm mad at me. it. You can't hate it. <laughs> oh, and I would, I would say this conversation has definitely proved that you are not shy in any sense of the word. Not at all. But not at all. as a matter of fact, I want to point something out. Hen Flindricks had the audacity to say, I don't want to say anything that'll offend you. And I'm like, it takes so much to offend me because, you know, and, and, I'll, and I'll say this, I've, I've overcome a lot of demons in my day, some of which I still live with. Um, and, you know, when you face every day with a smile and I don't want to use the phrase because God, I could just hear Heath saying it in my head, an attitude of gratitude, you know, <laughs> dude, please. I, I adore Heath Martin is the love of my life. But if I hear him to, with the hashtag attitude of gratitude, I'm going to reach through an attitude of his gratitude. 
Um, <laughs> Dibs on front row seats to that when it happens. I, I again, I love Heath. Heath actually hit me up and he was like, I might be talking to like Dean. I'm really excited. And I'm like, oh my God, that's fabulous. That's wonderful. He's like, yeah, I'm nervous. And I'm like, Heath, you've been in the music industry. You have you have weathered worse storms, and you're worried about a voiceover. You're worried about a, 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 a an agent, really, really. <laughs> so, um, so that is that is my mantra. I have I have weathered. I have fought very dark demons. I you know I've uh, I have survived a lot. I live a very charmed life. I do still I, I do still live at my parents' house because that's just what a 30-year-old does these days. Um, and when I say 30-year-old, I mean 30-something. We're not gonna get we're not gonna get descriptive on how old I actually am because a lady never reveals her age. And if it doesn't um, end in a zero or a five, it's near impossible to remember. So don't you forget it. <laughs> you know, sonality sits in around this age anyway. It's true. Um, it's so true. But but that has been that has been my mantra, you know, face each day with with hope in your heart and 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 faith on your wingspan. Um, and that's 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 literally how I've been living my life these last couple of couple of years, especially since I started doing, you know, more voiceover and started doing more drag. And, you know, one of the one of the things that I told myself, I sort of pulled a Jim Carrey and yes, man, where I'll just say yes to everything. I like it. It's I mean, just, it, that's, that's just how I've been operating. Yeah, and I mean it's a it's a good mentality to have because it gives you a chance to get out of your comfort zone because you may say oh, yes to something you never thought about even trying or that you may not know that you could do. I'll t I will tell you this. I never once thought that I would be, you know, I you know, you always have thoughts in your head where it's like I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. I, I keep on saying to myself, I'm going to win an Oscar at some point. I'm going to take up pole dancing. I'm going to become the greatest gymnast or the ballet dancer of all time. Is it going to happen? No, but you know something, the hope is still there. That's it. That hope's what keeps us going. As long as you got hope, you ain't got to worry about nothing else. Preach. And I think that is the strongest way that we could round out this interview because not only have you gotten so many little nuggets of wisdom that you can apply to your everyday life, you may have also gotten some spoilers to some future guests coming up on this show if you've heard some names drop. So, again, thank you, Eric, for introducing us so that we could have this conversation. I may have to hire yeah, you as a booking Eric agent. for introducing you to an actual goddess. I could not sing those praises enough as I am down on bended knee looking up at this Amazonian goddess in front of me. That is 100% true. But in all seriousness, I can't thank you for coming on here tonight and just taking me on this emotional roller coaster of an interview because oh, you're welcome. that's my, that's my job. <laughs> absolutely. Again, an actor an actor's job never stops and this has been like an absolute pleasure on my end and I'm so glad that we got a chance to to make this happen. And I'm glad you were able to have me. Oh, of course. Of course. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Wait, what? Jeff? Anyway. And Flindrix, are you trying to seduce me? Well, if Charlie Adler wouldn't do it, somebody had to. <laughs> <laughs> and I think oh, on that oh, note, for whatever reason, Zoom oh, is being oh. finicky again, but... It, uh, again, I can't thank you enough for being a, a guest on here and just giving us so many laughs because, like I said, I had an audition today that got me completely 
zone. Just in the zone. I even gave myself hiccups after the fact. But then here I am again laughing as soon as we start recording and it just it didn't stop. This has been an absolute pleasure and I hope that people will not only Oh, go ahead. After you. I know I said the feeling is the feeling is mutual. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I just hope people will take this interview. If this is their first one, they'll start here, work their way back. Because again, like this was just, I enjoyed every bit of it. It flew by and I hope that it does for the listeners as well. And it'll encourage them to leave those five star reviews and just share and get the word out for this podcast and for tales from the haunt. Everyone likes to hear the drag queen pitch a bitch. That's that's what that's what they get their money for. That's 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 what the money is. The money the money's worth is words from a drag queen. And we know what sells. We know what sells. But guys, in all seriousness, I'm gonna have link to Tomcat's all social media. I'm even gonna have the YouTube video that we referenced earlier in the show in the links too. So if you wanna look that up, I'm gonna be your best friend and make that easy for you. But we're going to go ahead and call it a night right here. So for myself, for Jeff, for Tomcat, please go out in the world and do some good before we come back to you next week with another awesome episode. Just be kind. Do a simple little gesture to help somebody in the world. Or Cat's favorite phrase and the Heath Martin motto, have an attitude of gratitude and just spread it to the world because it's what we need right now. I'm getting daggers through the screen. I'm going to call it right here so that I don't die live on recording, even though that would get some more listeners. But in all seriousness, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. I can't wait to talk to you again next time with another great episode. And I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.